Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the left coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. That's right. My name is Mike Piwaworski, coming to you live from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most from the co-host with the most here on The Rundown, 2A Views. Conservative news, Craig. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it is Friday. That's right, folks. It is Friday. It is time to have a good time. I hope that y'all are enjoying the beginning of your weekend. Yeah, hope so. Hope so. How has your day gone so far today, Craig? How you doing? Uh, my day has so far gone phenomenally. Uh, Phenomenal. Don't don't have a complaint in the world. Oh, I got plenty, but nobody would listen. Uh, let's see. I just. Uh, Literally like two minutes ago, just got off the old uh, yard tractor rider lawnmower and jumped in here to do the show. Nice, nice, nice. Any uh, any weather casualties or issues uh, for, relating to uh, the uh, the the old uh, storm over there? I tell you what, I had uh, you know those those white resin chairs. Uh, one of them fell over, so I had to pick it back up. Other than oh, that, man. we're all good. Are you, are you going to put in an insurance claim? We, oh, I am. I am. I had to, the effort of you know bending over and picking it up. I got to got my, one of my feet got a little wet, so I'm definitely putting in for some some new kicks or something. You know, sounds dangerous, sir. Sounds dangerous. So it's what it's it's you know it's it's the responsibilities of living here in Florida. So that's all we all I can say. All I can say. Sometimes it be like that, sir. Sometimes it be like that. <laughs> it, it only went well for me, Craig, because I had a house stocked with bottles of water and bread. Otherwise, I wouldn't have made it. With bottles of water and bread. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. Well, I'm glad you made it, That's Mike. I'm glad that you survived. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, it, yep. it's vitally important, I think, to to all of us that, uh, well, that you're doing okay. Doing all right. Doing all right. Now, if anybody wants, I'm going to have plenty of water sandwiches later. If anybody wants some. <laughs> so. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, tell you what, why don't you just include that, you know, in your pitch for the sponsors, you just let them know, hey, time to get your water sandwiches here at water sandwiches. Location Bravo. <laughs> Location Bravo. Hey, uh, let's thank our good friends at Hitman Industries. That's hitmanindustries.net. Uh, you want to, if you've got yourself at AR in the past five years, probably already got one of their barrels, don't even know it. Now you can buy from them direct for your next AR build or rebarrel your current AR platform. That's hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly fighting the good fight behind enemy lines. Now you can take part in California's future today. Make sure you keep your eye on the California 6th Congressional race as well. If you want the best in tactical concealed holsters on the market, 
Check out hogholsters.com. That's H-A-W-G holsters.com, hogholsters.com. Use the discount code, the rundown. It's all one word, no spaces, all caps. Get a nice little discount. And if you're going outdoors, going to the field, getting out, getting all nasty and going outside, you can get everything but the gun from uscombatgear.com. That's right, folks. These are our sponsors. They bring us to you so that we can bring you to them. So do us a favor. Do them a favor. Do yourself a favor. Visit them. All you got to do is click on the link in the description to this program. It'll take you to their website. You can check them out. If you like what you see, spend some money with them. And make sure you tell them that it was the guys over at The Rundown that sent you. Also want to encourage you, if you haven't already done so, please make sure, like, share, subscribe, like, share, subscribe. Encourage your friends to do the same. We don't care how you partake, whether you watch us live, uh, through you know Facebook, YouTube, OpsLens, uh, or whether you watch the podcast. However, once again, we don't care how you partake. We just care that you partake. But also wanted you to note, we enjoy your conversation. So if you got any comments on any of the stuff that we're talking about, go ahead and put it in the comment section. I will be looking for it. And uh, if we like what you got to say, even if we don't like what you have to say, but find it entertaining, uh, we will go ahead and uh, we'll read your comments aloud to the audience so they can know what you're saying to us. So join in, folks. Join in. And with that, we're going to go ahead and get into today's first news story. If I can figure out, there it goes. There we go. Okay. So in the state of California, uh, there has been, we are in the midst of a big time battle with our, uh, well, with our quote unquote, so-called leaders, uh, the heads of the, the head, uh, uh, some of the statewide electeds here in the state of California, as well as, by the way, the heads, the people who are running the legislature, which are also the Democrats, have decided that they're going to declare war on local school boards. They've decided that, uh, Mike, they've decided that these are not, they, to tell parents, these are not your children. We get to do with them whatever we want. Uh, and I'll read a little bit of this to you. It says, Democratic state officials in California are taking a leading role in in fighting the education culture wars at the local level, just as conservatives launch an effort to take some issues directly to voters. Three of the top elected officials in the state, Governor Gavin Newsom, Attorney General Rob Bonta, and Superintendent of Public Instruction Tony Thurman, are are pulling a variety of levers to fight back against conservative school board policies banning books and restricting support for LGBTQ students. They've threatened to fine a school district $1.5 million for refusing to purchase curriculum and materials that mention gay rights leader Harvey Milk written, uh, written to penalize school, written legislation to penalize school boards, schools that ban books and open investigations into, into boards' decisions by conservatives. Over the past four months, they've entered the local phrase, to a far greater and more public extent than leaders in any other blue state. It says here, now, Mike, what, what gets me about a lot of this is this. Now, let, let's talk about who these three guys are. First, you've got Governor Gavin Newsom, who is overseeing for the first time a state, for the first time, actually has more people leaving than entering the state. It is such a failed state that we went from over 100, almost 100 a million dollar, a hundred billion dollar, or hundred million, hundred billion dollar surplus to a hundred billion dollar deficit. 
I mean, to a $32 billion deficit, right? Crime is rampant. Homelessness is rampant. Uh, the quality of education is in the toilet. And this guy wants to tell, and basically what this is, this is a way in which he can distract from the poor job that he's doing. Then you've got Rob Bonta, the attorney general, who is busy suing employers, who is busy going after school districts, opening investigations in the school districts, because, well, let's see, his smart on crime policies are killing the state when it comes to crime. And then we've got Tony Thurman, who is the dunce of the three. Tony Thurman has basically... Uh, disappeared during the COVID lockdowns, didn't have anything to say about, about, he didn't even ask the question, hey, is this going to hurt our kids? And now we've got reports out that are showing that we are seeing epic levels of learning loss in schools across the board in the state of California. And yet these folks, and, and by the way, instead of them focusing on doing their jobs or the superintendent of public instruction saying, hey, maybe we should just make sure kids can read, write, and do math. They want to make sure that the kids can, uh, they want to make sure to, uh, well, their, their goal is to trans the kids. Yeah, you've got, uh, I'd say the Three Stooges, but that's an insult to the Three Stooges. You've got these three, uh, you know, uh, uh, dunderheads there that, uh, that, that are driving your state into the Look, looking to do what uh, you know, a Superman couldn't, couldn't save them from, right? Drive this, drive this into the ocean. Uh, so it's a, uh, you know, your, your, your governor, again, we, I know we just talked about the homeless issue this week. Uh, you know, this is his policies, Democrat policies. Oh, it's their people. It's their right to be homeless, right? Until it becomes a crime problem. Now they're realizing that their own policies they put in place, their courts won't go against. So they're having to deal with that. And listen, the Democrats don't like you, homeless. So listen, it's a, you're, you're, a, you're a political statement for them, and they know you don't vote while you're out there homeless. So guess what? They don't care. Now they're trying to, you know, get get to... Uh, get law enforcement to go out there and sweep you off the country or out of the state and somewhere else in the country. Cause they don't care about you at all. Um, this is, you know, we see it going on in the school boards, right? Like you, like you said, Greg, forget about reading, writing, arithmetic. We got to worry about trans education. We got to, we got to, we, we got to get on track with the grooming here. If we're going to turn these people into super liberals, it, it's just failed financially. And, and don't worry, uncle Joe will bail them out. You know, we'll all be paying more in taxes around the country because of your failed problems there in California. Thank you, Governor Newsom. Oh, yeah. Well, and you know he's waiting in the wings to run for president. So uh, if you guys nationwide, let me just tell you, if you want porn in your in your schools, in your, in your public school libraries, uh, if you want uh, feces in the streets, uh, if you are, are, are interested in people just abandoning and fleeing from the United States of America, uh, consider Gavin Newsom as your governor because – all you got to do is look, I mean, as your president, all you got to do is consider what he did to San Francisco, what he's done, what he's doing to California right now, and just know that he can bring it to a nation near you. Yeah, yeah. I actually think, wasn't it an 80s alt-rock single? Wasn't it Feces in the Streets? I think that was one of their songs. Feces I, in the I have absolutely no idea because in the 80s, I was not listening to alt-rock, but. Feces in the Streets. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of an underground thing, so. <laughs> yeah no it folks it's just bad and then and once again and it, the thing is is that these are guys who are just once again other two of those by the way two of those three one is governor the other two are plan are talking about running for governor so once again yeah, okay. you've got tony thurman who by the way also said what 
Tony Thurman, I, I will never forget the time on the floor of the legislature when he said, you know, we should uh, ignore, you know, we, I know we could get into a whole bunch of details and focus on the, the details of what this bill says, but of what, of what the language of the bill, but what we really should do is, is consider the, 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 you know, what, the, 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 uh, what was it? The, the, we should consider what it is, the motivations of the author, right? What the author is hoping to do here. And I'm like, don't we judge that based on what the bill actually does? What the language of the bill actually says it does? Good stuff. Good stuff. Cause you know, when it gets to court and when they start enforcing it, all the cops and all the judges are going to be like, listen, this is what the statute says, mm -hmm. but what was the motivation of the author? That's what right. we're going to look at. Here. The, the, the <laughs> intent, the legislative intent, that's the word that I was looking for, but they don't care about the legislative intent. If you want to know what the legislative intent is, tell me what it does. And that's by the way, that's the funny part, because that's how liberals judge bills. They say, well, what's the intent? And the worst part is they always assume that their intentions are good and the Republicans' intentions are evil. So it doesn't yeah. matter if there's facts and data that shows that, the, the, that what they're hoping to do in the bill actually works or not. They don't care about that. All they care about is, what does the person say they hope the bill will do? Well, it's going to create peace on earth. Well, pff, then we need to enact the bill. What are you against peace on earth? Yeah, you know, that, that kind of stuff should be in the impact study that they do ahead of time. Because, you know, at least here in, in Florida and many states now, if you, you propose a new law or you have a new uh, referendum that you're going to try and put on uh, out for vote, it has to include a financial and a legal impact statement of what it's going to do. And that includes the intent. Right now, if that matches up with the actual standard in the law, great. Many times, though, we see from the liberals, no. You know, it's it's like, oh, we want to we want to make this utopia where everybody holds hands, and the Democrat, it, it, what the what the what the law says is take everybody's guns, because yeah, it's going to be it, it it is a uh, one. I'm really hoping that uh, that they that they expedite this quote unquote investigation. I know they're not going to be able to take them to court because the school district did exactly what is within their rights. Think about yeah. this, Mike, that what Bonta is saying in terms of suing the school district, he's trying to say that they're violating the, the, the students' rights. So I'm like, wait a minute. So they're going to school, they're dressing as a different gender at school, communicating with their friends by another, by a na another name, another gender at school. Now, last I checked, school's a public place, right? Am I wrong it's about that? Public school. Yeah, it's a public school. Right? That's why it's called public yeah. school. So if they're doing it at school, there is no expectation of privacy. Nay, nay, nay. I, I don't I don't see where they get this expectation of privacy at. I'm no lawyer, and I did not sleep at a Holiday Inn Express last night. But if you are a lawyer, if you are an attorney, uh, and, and you uh, agree or disagree, do me a favor. Go ahead and comment. Let us know. Because uh, I, once again, I don't know. I just, I'll just leave it to you that way. I don't know, but I really would like to know. I've, I've said it many times here, Craig, uh, elsewhere as well, that uh, I think one of the ways to solve a lot of these issues going on in the classrooms uh, and in the schools and the school boards is, is, is put webcams in every one of them. 
put them, you know, let them let them be televised. Now, listen, I'm okay with restricting the, what's going on in the classroom to just the parents of those in there, and 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 the school board meetings should be open for the public. But put those webcams in there for the entire class period. Let the parents tune in and watch and see what's actually going on, and then you really get, I think, some involvement at the school board meetings for these. What is this teacher doing? This teacher's not doing anything like they're supposed to be doing. And then you'll have actual proof of what's going on. I don't know why it's a big giant secret and the teachers have to have privacy when they teach. I don't get that. I don't get that. I, what are they I, teaching? I honestly think it would make for some very, I think it would make for very entertaining television. Yeah. Say, isn't, isn't that rule number one of grooming is to, to stop it is to, is to, is to not prevent the, uh, the one-on-one -on -one secret contact with these kids. That's what they want. Yes. They want to be able to communicate and tell them whatever. And by the way, just so y'all know, the the number the the number of people who are coming out as somewhere on the LGBTQ spectrum ever since they've started including this stuff in the schools. And by the way, just so you know, I don't remember when the meeting was where we all agreed that this was okay. I, I just I don't I don't. It was like we left. It was like we left we we left the schools during COVID, and then we came back, and all of a sudden. All this stuff was was all of a sudden like yeah no yeah we're 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 we're, we're you know because trans and the kids they had the, secret, they had the secret school board closed meetings they had to be closed because of COVID and nobody else was allowed to watch so they did all this great secret voting for over two years no and no, well actually they most of them were act they were televised so they they were open to the public ours was open to the public and I don't remember that meeting of course that's not happening yeah. in our school district. You have a concern. Or let me clarify. Decision. If it is and I find out, it won't be happening anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have a conservative school district. Your rules were different. Yeah. Anyway, strange stuff, strange stuff. And uh, I, once again, the odd thing is, like I said, those of us who believe we should not be like, oh, I don't know, have pornography in our schools, we are the extremists. Crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. I get it. Time to open you. up the re-education camps. Time to fill up the trains. Time to fill up the trains. There you go. All right. Now, part of that <laughs> you'll have. Now, interestingly, you're actually getting some people who are in education and in higher education who are deciding to fight back. And that's why you've got a group of instructors who have decided uh, that they are going to sue the state of California, or at least the California community college system, because they're like, no, 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 no. We are not incorporating this DEI uh, this DEI stuff. And by the way, the idea of diversity, equity, and inclusion, if you understand what the words mean, the words themselves are not bad. The phrase in terms of the policies that have now equated to them, that they that are now there that are now there, that is those things are evil. Let me be let me be very clear. So you have the California community college professors are suing state officials after new diversity, equity, and inclusion rules were implemented that they allege violate their First Amendment rights. The lawsuit filed in August contends the rules mandate viewpoint conformity and force professors to endorse the government's view on politically charged questions regarding diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. Six community college professors are challenging the new DEI rules, which would affect 116 community colleges and more than 1.8 million students. The professors are working for the are working with the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, a 
a free speech group that sued Florida last year over the Stop Woke Act, which seeks to restrict the instruction on race, sex, and faces multiple and faces multiple legal challenges. These regulations are a are a totalitarian triple whammy. Fire fire attorney uh, Daniel Ortner, yeah, Dan, Daniel Ortner said uh, about the California rules. The government is forcing professors to teach and preach a politicized viewpoint they don't sh- they do not share, imposing incomprehensible guidelines and threatening to punish professors when they cross the arbitrary uh, arbitrary indiscernible line. Now, interesting thing about this is in one lawsuit, in the lawsuit in Florida, they're actually fighting with the woke professors or te- woke teachers, and here they're fighting against the woke the woke uh, uh, fighting against the woke community college system. Right. Now, interesting though, they're still dealing with the same thing. In this particular case, what they're talking about with the diversity, equity, and inclusion, if you don't do like the anti-racism things, if you aren't like, for example, adjusting your grading based on your student's race or taking their race into consideration uh, when you are both teaching your course or when you are grading them, if you are not talking about white supremacy uh, in the context and utilizing the definitions that they want, well, then you could potentially lose your job in the community college system. The, these are the contracts that they are requiring people to sign. And they're all, once again, based on a theory that has never actually been proven. What d- diversity, equity, and inclusion should be, and, and you hear these words, is, is that uh, if, you, if you are part of a diverse group, right, you're, you're, you're not... Uh, you know, the, the, the majority, right? You're in, you're a part of a, a, a smaller, diverse group that you are allowed to be treated equally and you are included in all, you know, functions and activities. That's what it means. Okay. It means if, if you come in and you say, you, you know, you're, you're, you're not normal, right? You're a, you're in a minority group, whether that's a based on, you know, race, religion, sex, you know, uh, you know, uh, national origin, whatever it happens to be that you get treated equally and you are included. That's what DEI should be, but they've bastardized it to making it, you know, again, you know, trying to transform and making it woke, special standards, uh, you know, special grading rules. Uh, and that's not what uh, the, the, the intent of it is, or, or, right, Craig? The, their intent that they have is to, is to take everybody else uh, and force them out and make the woke ideology the primary ideology. Well, exactly, exactly. And, you know, you've got teachers who are like in teaching like math, who are teaching science, and they're like, how the hell am I supposed to inject race into the conversation when it comes to what I am teaching? I'm sorry, a molecule is a molecule is a molecule, right? Um, One plus one equals two. What it should be concerning race is if a uh, a, a, a sub-Saharan African resident decides they want to go to class, mm-hmm. that they get to learn that subject equally compared to everybody else and are included in all classroom discussions. That's what it should be. There's nothing against them. There's no, you're, oh, you're not the, you're, you're, you're the minority here. So we treat you equally and we include you. That's what it should be. It should not be, well, one sub-Saharan molecule plus one Asian molecule equals two molecules. No, no, it's ridiculous. Yes, it, you, you are 100% correct. It is ridiculous. 
and I'm glad to see that people are standing up and fighting against it because ultimately, uh, as we all know, the, the, this once again, this being a, a function of compelled speech, uh, we know that they're eventually they're eventually going to lose because we've already seen this sort of stuff fail in court. Yeah. And when I say they, I mean yeah, the state is going to lose. They may win initially, yes. but they're eventually going to wind up losing. Yep. We just have to hope it doesn't take an entire generation to happen so we don't have a generation of woke kids out there over this. Well, I, I will tell you, I, uh, I, I, you probably already got, <laughs> we're probably yep. already headed down that path, to be quite honest with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, here's the thing, folks. Even if your kids are going to a woke school, even if they're going to a woke school, here's the deal. You, you, it's up to you to prepare them for where they are going. You start from the time they are very, very little. You instill those values in them. When they go into the dragon's lair, right? You teach them, prepare them to fight the dragon, right? Prepare them so that, because here's the deal. You can hide them away and homeschool them and all that. Not, not, I got nothing against homeschooling. But eventually, they're going to need to learn to fight the dragon. And if they haven't been properly prepared, you don't want them out there fighting dra- fighting adult dragons having never fought a dragon before. Correct. Absolutely right. Yeah. Anyway, moving right along. Uh, ATF has a new rule out, or at least they're, they're proposing a new rule when it comes to who is going to be required to do background checks. Now, it's interesting because most of the media is talking about this as a, as, as a way in which to end the quote-unquote gun show loophole, right? They're saying, okay, well, here's how we're going to end the gun show loophole. We're going to expand who is going to be required to conduct background checks, not who's going to be, have to be required to get one, but who's going to have to do them. So what they want to do, Mike, is they want to expand who is included or who is actually uh, required to have a license in order to, in order to basically who has to be an FFL in order to sell firearms. Now they've redone the definition, right? And it's kind of interesting when they talk about a personal collection of firearms. In other words, what they've done is, is they have, uh, they've said, well, you know, you don't have to do it. If you're selling, if you're selling at a, either online or if you're selling at a, uh, at a gun show, uh, as long as you're not in the business of selling a firearm, but you know, if you're in the business of selling a firearm, then you have to do if you're selling firearms. You have to, you know, you have to, you have to get a license. And if you get a license, then you have to do background checks. Uh, but if you're doing it for your quote unquote collection, right? So if you're doing it, if you, for your collection of firearms, so in other words, you're just trying to add or take away from your collection. Well, then that's, that's okay. The interesting thing about it though, and let me come down here to, to how they do this. When you read personal collection, here's the definition that they use. Personal collection, personal collection of firearms, or personal firearms collection. Now, this is their definition. Personal firearms that a person accumulates for study, comparison, exhibition, or for hobby. Example, non-commercial recreational activities for personal enjoyment, such as hunting or skeet, target or comp- or competition shooting the term shall not include any firearm per- purchased for the purpose of resale or made with the predominant in uh intent to earn a profit now mike there's something missing 
from that definition, can you name what it is? Yeah, they, they removed they removed a word there, Craig. One word to change it. Tell everybody what the word is. Well, self defense is what I'm thinking. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was they 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 changed the, they changed the word in there, um, and it's a little further down in the story that they they removed it. Um, here here's the here's the deal. First off, there's there's no gun show loophole. Okay, there 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 isn't. There is no gun show loophole. Um, and online sales are, are are very very regulated. If you if you decide you want to sell a, a, a firearm online, you're, you're going to be doing it through an FFL. That's just the only way. That's the only way they allow it to make sure that they're in compliance with the federal law for, uh, um, you know, uh, making sure that you're not dealing firearms without a license. And, 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 and here's what it comes down to. Are you doing this for a profit? Are you doing this for a business? Now, are you doing this to attempt to make a profit, right? Because we know a lot of businesses don't make profits in their first couple of years. So is your intent to make a profit? Yes. Uh, are you doing this regularly? Yes. Well, that's you're conducting a firearm operation. You have to get a license. Um, so, uh, but at gun shows, Craig, let's say I have a personal collection. Let's say uh, there's a change of jobs. I decided I don't want this many guns anymore. I'm moving. I'm going to get rid of them. Why can I not go to a gun show, uh, rent a table and sell off my collection? Right. That, that's perfectly legal. What ATF needs to do is enforce the laws they have on hand, because what people will do is go to a gun show and sell their five or six gun collection, whatever it happens to be. But while they're there, they'll buy more guns. Right. And then next week they'll be selling those guns off because ATF is stuck in this weird world of, well, if he bought the gun and then he sold it a week later, uh, we don't think that that's necessarily in, in you know, in, in business. Uh, OK. How about we just we just make uh, uh, we make some legal decisions here, right? He's buying the gun. He takes the gun home. He cleans it. He repackages it. Repurposes it. That's the intent to sell the gun. He takes it home. He's got it for a year. Uh, you know, he shoots it. He goes hunting with it. He decides he doesn't want it anymore. He doesn't need it anymore. Not so. There is a, there's a line between here between intent to do a business and having your personal collection. If I have a personal collection and I decide I want to roll it over every year, why can't I do that? I'm not in this for the profit. You know, I'm just trying to roll over my collection to get it up to buy another type of firearm. So what the ATF needs to do is enforce the laws it has on the hand, and they wouldn't have these issues at all. You know, the laws are there that 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 prevent gun show loopholes. Well, but but Mike, the, the the other thing though that I was pointing out here is that if you have a collection, if you have multiple firearms, if you have a collection of firearms that you are purchasing for the purpose of self-defense. It's not included yes. in what is a quote-unquote personal collection in their definition. So unless you're using your firearms for one of these other things, no matter what, you would have to do, you would have to get a background. You would have to get a license in order to be able to sell your firearms. Yeah. Yeah, see, ignorant me, Craig, I believe that every purchase of every firearm is for self-defense. Now, right. <laughs> if I use that secondarily, if I use that secondarily for hunting, competition, whatever it happens to be, great. But the primary purpose of that weapon is to self-defense and prevent tyranny, right? Uh, it doesn't matter if it's grandpa's hunting rifle or if you're buying the AK-47. Uh, you know, it's your gun for self-defense and you get to choose what you do with it. But imagine that, though. Imagine having to get a, an FFL in order to be able to sell your firearms. Well, and that's what they're trying to do. That's what they, they think that's the, well, we're going to make everybody that sells a gun, you know, get, get rid of uh, uh, or get an FFL. Hey, Craig, what happens when it's time I want to get a new car and I want to sell my car? Do I have to get a car dealing license? Do I have to Pretty apply much. a dealer's auto permit? That's what they want. I'm allowed to sell my own personal property as long as it's not my primary source of income that I'm making a business for. Right. And that's 
just folks, just so you know, once again, the, the issue here is, is that the primary issue that we're creating here is, is the requirement to get this license. I mean, there, there's the issue of background checks that, 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 that we know don't work, but that's okay. That's not the point. The point here though is, is making it so that you actually have to get a license in order to sell your firearms. Yeah. Craig, if I, if I decide I'm going to, I want to, I want to go live in a tiny house, right. And I need to sell everything in my house before I sell my house off. And I, and I, and I list it all in every place, you know, eBay, Etsy, all those different places, Facebook, you know, marketplace. And I sell everything off. That's me selling my personal collection. If I decide now I'm going to go buy houses and sell everything off in every other house. Now I'm in the business. Okay. Now I need a secondhand dealer's license to, to, to perform that business. So again, there's a line between selling your personal collection and being a dealer of used goods well but 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 the, you are 100 correct but when they write these definitions the problem is what you just explained is a common sense definition as to what is the difference between what is a dealer and someone who is yep. not but when they write correct. these specific their goal here is to affect law or create law that isn't law Right. And but to have but it will have the force of law unless somebody sues so that they can have it undone. Right. Their point is, Craig, if I decide I've got too many hairbrushes. Right. And I'm going to sell you a hairbrush. I have to have a license to sell you a hairbrush now. That's what they're trying to do with firearms. Exactly. Because they'll the way they're renaming the way they're uh, redefining what a firearm is. Um, the, the hairbrush might qualify as a firearm one day soon. Could be, could be. Yeah, it's uh, it's got a, my my my, my uh, hairbrush has got a bump stock on it. <laughs> got a bump stock on it. <clears throat> Moving right along, House GOP is going to allow access. They're going to allow both the media as well as defendants of January six uh, access to January six footage. Now, what's crazy about this is this. They don't have access right now. So in other words, you have people right now who are being who are who are being uh, 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 convicted or, or who are doing pleas who are going to jail for years who have not had access to January to the January 6 footage. I mean, that is to me insane. It says here the media, uh, the media, certain nonprofits and criminal defendants will have access to Congress's trove of security camera footage collected during January 6 riots. Uh, Representative Barry Loudermilk announced Friday House Republicans are continuing to deliver on our promise to bring transparency and accountability to the people's house by increasing access to security footage of the U.S. Capitol from January 5th and 6, 2021, Loudermilk said in a statement. Starting this month, the Committee on House Administration will allow qualified individuals to watch January 6 footage from secure terminals inside the Capitol building. It won't be possible to record footage, Loudermilk said. I just find it odd that they're just not... I mean, you would think that in discovery, all of this stuff would have been turned over. Yeah, and it has it has not been, and they're and they're kind of using a backdoor to, to do it. Let's let's say, uh, you know, the, the feds here uh, or the uh, attorney general's office is charging you with trespassing. There, um, the only evidence that they're providing you with in discovery is look, here's you inside 
the Capitol, right? So here's here's the picture of you inside the Capitol. They won't release the video, and, and because the Congress. Oh, and by the way, the Congress when they did their January sixth uh, uh, um, reality TV show last year, they had access to it, and they and they handed that information to the DOJ. And when the DOJ started charging people, and when people's attorneys started saying we'd like access to that, they said no, you can't have it. Uh, but we're not using that footage. We're just using the statements of Congress that said that you did it. Uh, what? No, you can't use that as evidence. A statement of somebody that viewed the evidence and you don't let me see the evidence, it should not be admissible, right? This is it's kangaroo court kind of stuff. So they're 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 restricting it by saying, oh, it's just security footage. It has to do with uh, you know infrastructure and and security procedures. So we can't release it. Well, then you can't use it against me. That's the law, all right? If you don't release it in, in discovery, you cannot use it. Well, and, and it goes even worse because that's the argument they're making now. Before, they weren't even admitting that the footage existed. They literally withheld knowledge that that footage even existed. Right, right. I, I mean, that was crazy. Say, recall, yeah, the second step was, well, there's thousands and thousands of hours of it. Uh, we, can't, we can't get it all to you. Yeah. Right. And then they're like, well, yeah. it'll there I think they're part of it is they're worried that then people will know where all the cameras are so they'll be able to plan an attack on the Capitol building and steal the declaration of independence. Right. right? I am just I <laughs> But but then on, on once again on top of it all and then when they did interviews and when you going back to the January 6th committee, funny how they all the stuff they had just disappeared. They destroyed it all. All the ev- quote unquote evidence, all of the testimonies, all you, all that exists from January sixth is the report that they put out, yep. and the 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 recorded uh, mini series slash primetime special that they ran called the January sixth hearings. That's it. That's all that's left. Yep. That's it. That's it. It's uh, it's absolute partisan tyrannical kangaroo courts is what it is i i can't think of i can't think of any other any better way to put it than than exactly that it is it is turned in it has turned it into a kangaroo court uh and it is not not pleasant uh at all no bueno no bueno no bueno no bueno. Okay, moving right along. It's time for our parting shots brought to you by Hog Holsters. Just go to hogholsters.com. Make sure you use discount code the rundown, all caps, no spaces. Get your hog holster today. All right, we're going to go ahead and start with uh well, but you might have noticed that uh uh there's a lot of conversation about a new strain of COVID going around and a lot of people seem to be getting it. Well, just so you know, this is how you know people who are buying into the new, into the the difference between the two, uh, people who are patriots and people who are uh, well, not <laughs> people who are liberals. You can tell who is giving into the mask mandate by looking at the tan lines. All I can say is he must work out. <laughs> oh, now this other one, by the way. Um, this next one, I, I I had to show this one, and I know for those of you who love Mitch McConnell, oh well, uh, I don't know what to tell you, but this is hilarious. Uh, does Mitch McConnell not look a lot like Granny Clampett's lo- long-lost love child? Are you kidding? Mitch McConnell's old enough to be the twin brother. 
<laughs> to be your twin brother. Yes, as a matter of fact, he is. All right, in this last one, uh, they actually have an interview with an individual who was basically, he was basically part of the decision to actually hire Hunter Biden. And uh, I think you'll find in this interview, I think you'll find it revealing the motivation that they had behind uh, hiring Hunter Biden to be on the board of Burisma. I would have known that Joe was Hunter's dad. We probably wouldn't have hired Hunter to be on our board. There's just no upside to having the influence of the second most powerful person in the U.S., who then became the most powerful. Our recruiting of Hunter was based purely on merit. We regularly have headhunters scouting whorehouses and crack dens because that's where you tend to find the best talent for the energy industry. When we found Hunter passed out, video camera in one hand, dead prostitute in the other, being in a borderline coma, we knew, seat on our board. We gotta have him. We thought, well, this guy isn't fit for an entry-level position. He's got too much talent for that. He's more of a board of directors kind of guy. What's he worth? $100,000? No. $200,000? No. 11 million. And I can't stress enough, this was not about gaining the influence of his dad. We thought his dad died in Iraq where his brother also didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff that guy's great i like that the the, uh, the best part was that last one when he says we thought his dad died in died in died in the wreck where his brother his brother didn't also didn't die good stuff oh good stuff good stuff that guy always does phenomenal videos he cracks me up all right mike it's about that time sir why don't you go ahead and give another shout out to our sponsors Hitmanindustries.net, hitmanindustries.net. You can get rifle and pistol caliber barrels and any length you need for your next rifle or pistol build. That's hitmanindustries.net. Soon to come, Glock barrels. Uh, California Republican Assembly fighting a good fight behind enemy lines. Now you can take part in California's future today. Make sure you check out California's sixth congressional race while you're at it. And, of course, if you want some going outdoor gear, field gear, hunting gear, whatever it happens to be, everything but the gun at uscombatgear.com. Thank you, sir. So, folks, just want to remind you, look, running for office ain't cheap. We're doing a thing right now, and I'm encouraging you to help me out, help us out. We're doing it's calling it. We're calling it 10 by 10. So what we're doing is we're trying to ask people to donate $10, $10 to the campaign, and get 10 of your friends to do the same. Get them to donate 10 and get 10 of their friends to do the same. All you got to do is go to craigdeleuze.com. That's craigdeleuze.com. Click on the donate button and give, give, give. By the way, it's at least... $10, meaning uh, you, you can give more. It's okay. We're down with that. And go. on that note, we're going to call it a day. We very much appreciate you tuning in. Hope you had a fun week. We had a fun week. We will be back on Monday, fun day, gun day, having a good time. So y'all enjoy the weekend. Stay no, safe. No, no. Stay sharp. We're, we're not going to be back Monday. Monday's oh, no, we will we'll not be back on Monday. We Tuesday. We will be back on Tuesday. Stand corrected. Uh, Monday will be fun day, gun day, uh, but not with us. Not 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 yes. online. We will not see y'all on Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Peace out.